The following is a production of the Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. And welcome to the show. Uh, thanks to my audio engineer, Trish, reminding me to turn my mic on. You think after about 23, 24 years of uh, broadcasting experience, I would remember to turn my mic on. But apparently uh, this uh, bright, uh, sticky note that I left myself did not uh, <laughs> did not remind me. Why does something always happen on every one of our Twitches? From prank calls to audio to forgetting to turn the mic on. Anyway, uh, glad to be here. My name is Dean Millard. I am head of baseball for Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports, co-commissioner of UFLB, this glorious hat right here that you'll be able to get your hands on shortly. Uh, and this show is proudly presented by Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports and broadcast live here on Twitch. We'll be rebroadcast uh, later on on our YouTube channel, Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. And you can catch it in its audio format just by searching wherever you find your podcast at Ultimate Franchise or Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. If you want to find the audio version, just search Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. Uh, love to hear your thoughts. Uh, whoever's tuning in, chime in on the uh, chat board. Uh, just along the side. Uh, also, if you want to find out about us, you can scroll down, uh, get the main Twitter, find out our YouTube page. You can get some merchandise. You can do all kinds of stuff. Get into our Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Everything you need is right there for you on uh, below the uh, screen that you're watching right now. So on today's show, we're going to dive into one of the franchises in Ultimate Fantasy League Baseball with Nick Blaine, the... Uh, uh, man with circus sports swing and trout. We'll find out what the hierarchy. There's a lot of guys involved in, uh, as you would imagine, a big uh, resort. Uh, they're also very successful in football. Uh, perfect uh, regular season record this year. So we're going to talk to Nick a little bit about the franchise, uh, fantasy sports in general. He's in Detroit, so we'll touch on some Tigers uh, things going on. Uh, you know, that's uh, uh, a franchise that has uh, long been storied. And they, they went with their division that they were able to pick. Uh, with a great Detroit Tiger. But a couple of news and notes from Major League Baseball. DeGoat is out again. Tough pill for the Black Bears. But like you have to know this is going to happen at some point if you're drafting Jacob DeGrom in fantasy baseball. He was cruising last year. He was unhittable nearly. And then he ended up on the shelf. Uh, he's going to, quote, miss significant amount of time to start the season. And that's frustrating. For, for baseball fans, I want to see Jacob deGrom on the hill. If I'm playing him in fantasy, it's it's I'm fine that he's out. But, like, he had dominant years. Uh, well, obviously, he won back-to-back -back Cy Youngs in 18 and 19. Uh, but then he has only pitched 12 games in the shortened season of 20. Still pretty decent numbers. Uh, only 15 games last year before he was injured. And now he's going to miss significant time. It's a guy who's 33 years old. Obviously, the Black Bears are, are drafting this guy, certainly to help now, hopefully whenever he gets in the lineup. But with Legends League, uh, and I know their owner has an eye on the Legends League and Arlo Scholes, so uh, it's, listen, I think Jacob deGrom taking him uh, is, is still a good play. You're going to get innings out of him, hopefully at some point. You just 
you have to worry that when you take guys like that, that you're only getting them for half quarter of the season. You, hopefully it's the end half for them and they can secure a playoff spot. Also in Major League Baseball today, the Dodgers dealing A.J. Pollock for Craig Kimbrell. Now, the Arctic Eagles in UFLB have to love the Kimbrell deal. Not that Chicago wasn't a good team, but this is the Dodgers. Perennial playoff, at least wild card spot, you know, over 100 wins last year. The Macaws actually uh, are the def- might see more playing time for Pollock in Chicago than he would have had in, in L.A. And who else might be happy is the defenders. Gavin Lux could see more playing time for the Dodgers now that Pollock is gone. And, and maybe Lux is the guy that they're going to move all over the place. Uh, you know, a la Kiki Hernandez and, and what they used to do uh, for that. All right, uh, one more thing to tell you about. At this time next week, we'll be talking about actual games that mean stuff in the standings for UFLB. The day before that, opening day, April 7th, we will be live here on Twitch. Starting in the morning before the games, we'll go for a few hours. Uh, I think Matt Soren is going to join me, co-commissioner of UFLB. Uh, We'll try to get some uh, GMs or owners on and have a lot of fun. Uh, We'll basically be doing a live watch-along to start the season uh, for UFLB. So really looking forward to that and uh, looking forward to bringing in our guest now. So let's get to that portion of the show. Uh, Nick Spillane is uh, the GM. And uh, I'll just uh, get Nick's attention here, uh, if I can. Um, For some reason, I'm not able to get uh, the chat open to let Nick know that we are ready. Nick, we are ready to go as uh, you can join us on the program. I think you got to unmute your mic. Sounds good. There we go. All right. I think we have this uh, somewhat sorted out. Nick, how are you, man? Can you hear me, Nick? And now Nick cannot hear me. So the quest for audio there. Can you hear me, Nick? I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. We'll see if this works. Uh, this is, this is an interesting um, system where you're, you're using zoom to bring a guy in, but uh, it's, it's raw and it's real and it's live and it's great to have you on the show. How are things? Yeah, no, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, taking some time to, to talk today. So glad that we get a chance to talk baseball here before uh, opening day and all the festivities kick off in the next uh, week or so. First of all, I'll get your thoughts on, you know, the big news today, Jacob deGrom injured again. Um, this is what, like, we all want to see the best players on, but I said it in the intro. When you draft a guy like deGrom at this point in his career, you have to expect he's not playing a full season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's tough news overall, for sure. Um, I got a few friends that are are big time Mets fans and they're, uh, all in panic mode right now, but, um, it's a bummer for sure. Just especially not only last year, but even in spring training that you were just seeing him, um, in like routine fashion, just mowing guys down and, uh, throwing up upwards of a hundred with that wicked slider. So, um, obviously it's a tough blow. Um, but, Again, it's it's high risk, high reward, especially with uh, any teams that are interested in him in fantasy. So um, sucks to see, but uh, I mean, with that rotation with Scherzer, Walker, and uh, all the other names, I think that they'll be okay with Bassett coming over too. So um, if they can weather the storm for a couple of weeks or a couple, however long the period he's going to be out for, they'll they'll be glad to have him back at the end of the season. 
Yeah, you know what? If you're ever going to miss the guy, you might as well miss him at the start than at the end, especially with our league. Our, our league goes right through to the World Series slash Scorecoin Series. So, you know, if the Mets can make the playoffs, he's going to help UFLB teams and Mets fans. So get the injuries out of the way at the start because you don't win a title at the start, but, you, you know, you need those guys at the end. And most fantasy leagues obviously end weeks before the season. Our goes, ours goes uh, all the way through. So you want those guys near the end and get all of the injury uh, unluckiness out of the way uh, in the early going. So how, how, what's the hierarchy with the circus sports swing and trail? You guys got a lot of uh, personnel going on there. Are you the GM co-GM? Does everything start at the top with Derek Stevens? Uh, give me the lowdown on the hierarchy with you guys. Yeah. So, uh, so like you mentioned, so Derek is, uh, is the, the top of the food chain here being our owner, but, um, I'm, uh, I'm our GM and basically co-GM with, uh, with Sammy Stevens as well. And that we're overseeing basically the entire, uh, operation of the swing and trout with, uh, working with Derek. And then, uh, we got a few other members, uh, of our team, about five or six guys that, um, pulling together our information and, uh, evaluating different uh, different players and just, uh, working together kind of as a team. So we got, um, obviously great ownership supporting every, every move that we're trying to make and, um, obviously putting together a plan to try and, uh, uh, win this thing from year one. So it's uh, pretty exciting. Uh, we're all pretty fired up for the start of the season and, uh, can't wait to get things going. That's uh, I, I love hearing the the stories about how teams are built and, and things like that. Are, are the meetings, have they, you know, been, been fun, but also intense with, uh, you know, some pretty strong opinions. Yeah. I mean, overall, I think, uh, each, each of the guys on our team, we hit, we came into the season with, uh, some players that we were looking to target, um, more or less with, uh, with the strategy too. obviously take a look at our roster. We got uh, a lot of youth there. Um, a lot of guys, uh, not necessarily on high, high contracts as well too. So, um, putting together kind of a, a strategy from, from that perspective to then, um, try and be able to, um, compete that way. Because again, we're just with the way that baseball is going these days, uh, the young stars are what's, uh, um, taking over the face of this league. So, um, starting with our first pick in Acuna, it was, um, basically we want to try and emulate a kind of model like that with young talent. Um, but then also, uh, some established players as well to kind of mix into. So, um, but overall, like you said, kind of, Strong opinions each way, uh, but we overall were a pretty cohesive unit putting together uh, our roster here to this point. So we're excited to um, to make some moves here this weekend with the, uh, the open market getting going and um, try and finalize our roster and uh, get going from there. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's really cool with the the open market now. Your scout uh, Sammy, who did a you know a bang up job in the uh, the top prospects, can grab uh, some different depth players to fill out the fourteen uh, protected list, and eventually, you know, the, it'll act like a true forty man list once we get minor leagues going. So, uh, how did how did you get involved with the baseball team specifically? Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about what you do with Circa. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so more or less, uh, I don't actually work, uh, directly at Circa myself, but, um, I work at one of, uh, the umbrella companies, um, that's affiliated with, with Circa, the D and Golden Gate. Um, I work at an automotive supplier here in, uh, in the Metro Detroit area. So, um, more or less just being involved, uh, working, uh, at the companies myself, but, um, just being pretty close with, uh, with Sammy and Derek, uh, grew, grew up with Sammy and played baseball with Sammy my, my whole life, basically. So, um, more or less, uh, both Sammy and Derek knew that I'm a, um, big time baseball guy. I've been 
a huge baseball fan my whole life playing and growing up and everything. So um, they just wanted to gauge my interest given um, getting things set up from the football team and how successful they were uh, this past fall going 17 and 0 and they got involved with baseball. So uh, they kind of identified me as someone to, to take the mantle to run things. So uh, that was kind of how things uh, got going, I guess, more or less. So um, pretty exciting uh, for me. I've I've done fancy baseball, but not anything to this magnitude. So it's uh, it's been challenging for sure. Kind of just not just looking at some of the top end guys that you'd see in fantasy baseball overall, but um, now just identifying everybody in uh, uh, the majors and minors and trying to um, just kind of take a wide, uh, wide scope approach of everything. So it's been, it's been fun and challenging, but, uh, very exciting overall. It's, it's something completely unique that I've never experienced before. Yeah. Not many people have, and, and you're not alone. Uh, when, you know, when I first got involved in, in, in hockey ownership, I own a, a hockey franchise. Uh, I, I was overwhelmed uh, for a little while too. And, and, you know, the kind of the motto with UFFS is everyone's a player, you know, from the, the guy, the, the middle reliever to the backup, to the superstar, they're all going to play a part in, you know, your franchise winning a title, if, if that's the case. And that's the case in football and, in all of our sports. So it really does expand it, you know, and then you look into the minors and the scouting and, and it really is, you know, the closest thing in fantasy uh, to running an actual major league team. And, you know, I, I know Darren, Eric owned a minor league team at one point, so he knows what that is like. So I'm sure he's looking at this and saying, wow, this this is pretty realistic. And, you know, how cool is that? You know, you guys grew up together, you and Sammy. I know I know the the uh, Midnight Riders, uh, their group, blockchain, Seven Seas Blockchains, they grew up doing some something like this. But to, to be able to do this as a kid with somebody or do something that you knew as a kid to this extent has to be kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. I mean, um, like, like I said that we grew up and played baseball together and, uh, in high school and stuff. And then even still, uh, we play in like a, like a men's wood bat league too, just, uh, more or less kind of like a beer league. So it's like still getting active and playing, but then on top of it too, that this is like, uh, this is my way of following MLB baseball to the fullest extent. I mean, um, just like, I've been a huge baseball fan my whole life and, uh, and now trying to get the full experience, like you said, that this is the closest thing uh, imaginable to running a, a, an actual franchise. So uh, it's been pretty cool from that perspective to just uh, um, try and study up on, on guys in different uh, minor league systems and levels and things like that. So it's it's funny, too. Like I find myself uh, like late at night on like wormholes on Twitter and just following like like a, a, a Padres uh, like double a prospect that I'm just thinking like, man, I, I would have never expected this about five years ago, but, uh, but here I am. So it's, it's been fun. Definitely, uh, definitely interesting. And like you said, it's, it's like nothing else that I've, uh, that anybody in this league's ever experienced. So it's, it's very, very cool. And I'm, uh, excited to be a part of it for sure. Well, and like I try to tell everybody, it's really overwhelming at the beginning. And it, and it, it takes like three, four months, even during the season, to kind of get your head around that. And, you know, then there's the crypto aspect. But, you know, and, and you you have reached out and asked some questions. I want everybody to keep asking questions because that's the way I was. And that's that's the only way you're going to learn. Like, I want people to, to get to know the rule book, but there, it, there's going to be things about the rule book that people don't understand. So, you know, don't ever feel like you're asking too many questions. That's definitely not the case 
case. You know, I might point you in the right direction of Brian Hernandez if it's a scouting question or or something like that. But people need to ask questions because it is a lot to take in, especially when you're trying to remember all the rules of Major League Baseball and, you know, what announcements and what roster things. So it's always good to ask questions and, and always good to uh, to reach out to Matt or myself or Brian and, and get, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a definitive answer for some of that stuff. So you're, you're based in Detroit. So tell us a little bit about Comerica Park, first of all. I've I've only been to two major league ballparks. One was the garbage dump Metrodome with the bags on the walls, and I just couldn't believe it was an actual stadium. The new one is apparently much better. And I've get, been to Giants, the Giant, it was AT&T Park, which is one of the nicest. Tell us about Comerica Park. Why should people make the trip to Detroit, and, and what should the Tigers look like this year? Yeah, um, well, I guess kind of like a like a little bit of a fun fact too. Just you mentioned AT and T, so I, I can't think of the gentleman's name that uh, designed AT and T, but he's he's also designed Comerica, um, I believe PNC, and then also uh, Coors Field. Those are wow. um, four four similar stadiums, so they all kind of have similar um, backdrops with either like the city or like AT and T and PMC with um, like the the riverfront or like anything like that, more or less like a scenic view too. So they're all kind of laid out similar. Similarly, I've only been uh, two two of those four. I've been to PNC and obviously Comerica being uh, from Detroit, but overall Comerica, like kind of one of the more underrated uh, stadiums in MLB. I think I've been to about like uh, like nine or 10 different stadiums uh, across Major League Baseball. So um, very cool. Like I, I think it's one of my favorites for sure, but obviously you got like Classics like I, I've been to old and new Yankee Stadium. I've been to Fenway, Wrigley. Um, I've been to Toronto. I saw Verlander's uh, no hitter there with the with the Tigers a few years back. So um, been been all over the place. But uh, for me, I mean, obviously, I feel like at home in in Detroit. But uh, it's a really cool stadium. Uh, you got the whole Detroit City skyline and uh, out beyond center field and right field too. And it's a great spot in the city too because uh, all of uh, the stadiums where like Little Caesars Arena, uh, Ford Field, and then Comerica Park are all within like a square mile of each other. So all very close, walkable, uh, a lot going on in the in the city of Detroit. So it's it's a pretty awesome experience for sure. Uh, obviously this year too, the Tigers are kind of on the upswing uh, coming out of a rebuild period here. So uh, I'm pretty excited. Um, very, very fired up, kind of getting uh, getting our feet wet and getting back into the uh, into the race here for the Central. And hopefully getting into the playoffs for the first time in a handful of years. So very, very excited, but um, really can't wait for opening day here, honestly. Yeah, the, you know, the, I remember the Tigers when they were in the AL East. Um, you know, I, I look at this guy as a great Dodger, uh, Kirk Gibson, but obviously a lot of people in Detroit remember him as, as a great yeah. Tiger. So who is the uh, who is your most disliked MLB franchise? Because, you know, the uh, Tigers have, have bounced around a little bit as Major League Baseball has expanded. Who's Who's your big rival that you don't like? Honestly, I, I don't know if I could pin it on on one of the AL Central teams. I mean, I don't I don't really like any of them. Honestly, like uh, uh, growing up to just like all the all the teams I grew up with were more or less like the 06 Tigers to then like the, the 2012 2013 uh, like AL champion Tiger teams. So uh, basically, like with the twin, like every single year, basically it was like a different foe. Like we had the White Sox for those years with like Tomei, Jermaine Dye, and Go. And Przinski, all those guys always uh, were thorns in our side. But then uh, the same thing, too, like with the Twins, with Maurer and Morneau, Kubel, 
um, guys like that, they were always tough to play against. And then obviously with the Royals uh, winning a world series there right around the time with the Tigers kind of peaking as well. And, and Cleveland as well, they've, they've obviously had their, their fair share of success as well. So uh, all, all bitter rivals for the most part, but um, in general too, that uh, there's a, great period of time where the Tigers were uh, the class of that division in the American league in the um, early 2010s uh, portion of the decade. So um, I, I wouldn't say that uh, one of them sticks out the most. I kind of don't like any of them, but uh, at the same time too, I've, I've gotten to watch a lot of great baseball over the years and uh, kind of a little bit of a lull the past five or six seasons, but now uh, with uh, AJ Hinch at the helm and you got Torkelson green coming up here with my Manning and Scooble and uh, Cabrera kind of in the twilight of his career, Akil Badu, uh, a lot Baez obviously being mixed into the fold here. So we got um, Condelario being a very underrated player as well. So like a lot of, a lot of key cogs to this team, very young, um, looking to be hungry and um, take that next step, getting back into the contention. So really excited. It's uh, um, going to be a long, long grind. The White Sox look great. Twins obviously made a lot of good additions this year. Um, Cleveland, so-so, but they always have great pitching. And then uh, Kansas City, same same uh, path as the Tigers. A lot of young studs uh, on the rise here too. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a dogfight of a division for sure for the years to come. Well, Kimbrel helps the Tigers uh, going to LA, so that, that that's mm-hmm. a that's a good thing. I like Tyler Scubel. I th- I think that there's some uh, some promise uh, right there. Wh- when's the last time do you think Miguel Cabrera paid for a meal in Detroit? <laughs> I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I mean, the guy is literally a, um, the greatest baseball player I've ever seen. Honestly, like the amount of, uh, of clutch hits and home runs and just the, like the purest swing that you'll ever see from the right-hand side. I mean, uh, the guy is, is not human. I mean, like even myself, I, uh, I have friends that always joke with me. Like, I'll just be, uh, chilling on my couch watching like 2012 Miguel Cabrera highlight and just, <laughs> Flipping the ball the other way with with ease, just going ten rows up in the seats. It's it's unbelievable. The guy is one of the greatest players to ever play. I mean, like um, just one one specific moment. I mean that uh, that sticks out to me is uh, with Cabrera, like in the 2012 or 2013 season, uh, basically hitting a, a home run off of uh, Mariano Rivera dead center in the uh, top of the ninth inning at Yankee Stadium, basically being on one leg, just like with ease like the guy is just like inhuman and then the very next day doing the same thing hitting a homer off of him in the ninth inning again it's like just more or less there's a lot of tigers fans now that they see see the contract he's got and uh more or less they're like okay this guy's done but realistically you're never really going to see another player like him in in your lifetime he's one of the best there is and um it's just crazy looking at all the milestones and accomplishments that he's had and uh getting close to three thousand hits here soon Um, and then on top of it too, uh, I saw something where, uh, a guy with 500 home runs, uh, 3000 hits. And, um, there's some other, some other stat that basically puts him in a category with only Hank Aaron and Albert Pujols is the only players that ever, uh, to accomplish it. So, I mean, the guy is just top of the line, one of the best there is. So, um, Tigers fans love him here. Everyone, everyone's a fan of Miggy for the most part, but, um, he's just an absolute stud. That's amazing, especially that two of those guys you just mentioned, we have got to watch in their prime. I mean, I, I wasn't around to watch Hank Aaron in his prime, and there's some been great 
baseball eras that I would love to have watched, but I like the era that, that, that we're in watching some of these guys. So I absolutely love it. Okay. So you played baseball growing up with uh, Sammy. You guys are now running fantasy. How long have you played fantasy baseball for? Uh, honestly, probably about like, like seven or eight years, honestly, more, more or less competitively with, uh, um, uh, with a lot of friends growing up and playing baseball and stuff like that. But um, truly nothing ever to this, uh, this magnitude, but, um, more or less just in like standard, like ESPN or Yahoo formats, uh, fancy baseball, like 12 or 14 man leagues, things like that. But, um, but yeah, this, this is a whole different animal. So it's been, uh, an even bigger step and bigger challenge. So it's, uh, it's been good because just in general, I've, I'm a big baseball fan as is. So it's, uh, ratcheting things up and getting to, to know, not just the top end players in, in baseball. Now it's, it's, everyone at every level of the minor league system, mm-hmm. major league baseball, and, uh, and now like looking at high school and in college players as well. So it's, it's like, like I said, it's something I've never experienced. So it's been, uh, it's been a big, uh, big step up for sure. Do you have a favorite stat like for fantasy baseball, like, you know, like real baseball? I loved stolen bases. I, I, I love the teams of the eighties, uh, even the Cardinals and, and, and teams like that. The, you know, the, the pirates had some speed at times too. Uh, do you have a favorite fantasy baseball stat though? I don't know. I don't know if I would say that I have anything that's uh, my favorite, but I mean, uh, just in general that um, just looking at guys with, with high OPS or, um, or any, mm-hmm. looking at like advanced stats that not necessarily in uh, um, a fantasy column per se for points perspective, but looking at uh way runs created plus or, uh, OPS plus different, different advanced metrics too. It's, it's fun to kind of study and see where, um, you can get value from guys that, um, maybe not necessarily like, uh, like home runs, RBIs, like very basic stats too, that where you can get some other value and see, um, how, how truly good some, some players are and where, uh, you can find value at other, uh, other aspects. So it's, it's been very, very, very interesting and kind of looking at things, uh, analytically too. So, I don't know if I would say I got a favorite set, but um, more or less trying to compile uh, as many numbers and different things as, as I can to try and see if we can uh, put together a good squad. Yeah, it'll be interesting as this league, you know, as as we've seen and, you know, I've been involved in hockey for three years as our third year now and, and things evolve and change. And, you know, the league is basically in the owner's hands now to, to, to mold and, you know, certain major platform things stay the same, but categories and changes like that that'll be all up to the owners to see it i'm really curious to see if any advanced metrics statistics start to creep their way in i I, i'm you know i grew up with batting average being one of the best stats if you had a 300 batting average you're probably going to the hall of fame and so many people don't consider batting average you know a true measure i i think ops is a great stat but there's so many other ones that people can look at uh and and it does make it fun you and you can go as deep as you want i you know i think you know you should you should use the eye test and you should use some statistical information to make judgments about players. I don't think you should go all on, on one way or all on the other way. But OPS, I think, is one of the, the better stats that uh, that people can look at. And, and we're kind of looking at your roster here now. First of all, I really thought Circus Sports Swing and Trout was going to take Mike Trout in the draft. How close, if at all, did you guys come to Trout taking Trout? Uh, I mean, we, we definitely talked about it. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that that was, that was off the table just with, with the namesake, but, um, obviously just, it was too appealing looking at, uh, Acuna just with, with the age, uh, age contract, 
uh, his skill set and just knowing that he's going to be a uh, staple for the Braves for a good period of time. So um, I, not to say that it wasn't on, on the table for sure. I mean, Mike Trout is um, arguably the best player in the history of MLB. So um, it was definitely, definitely under consideration with a lot of other names, but uh, we viewed Acuna uh, given where we're picking and everything like that as, as the top guy. And um, we're very, very happy to get him um, where we were selected for sure. Well, yeah, I, I don't think you definitely, like I'm, I don't think you made a mistake at all other than making it sound really cool that the trout was taking trout. But when you, <laughs> when you look at this league and long-term, how do you not go? And, and, you know, this is a guy who, it sucks that he didn't play last year, but that's going to save him down the road. And, and, yeah. you know, I, I think that that was a dynamite choice uh, to, to make. I, I, I just thought, you know, I, I'm a media guy, right? I'm always looking for the better story and trout taking trout was, was certainly a better headline, but you can't really go wrong. Let's talk a little bit about your, your franchise and your lineup as, as we're, uh, I'll make sure I have it up here. Yeah, we do have it up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love Jesse Winker. Uh, you know, I, I've had him in fantasy. Joe Davis tells a really funny story. I watch a lot of Dodgers game and he tells a story about Jesse Winker showing up for the first time and said, you know, introducing him saying Winker hits home runs and Winker hits home runs uh, like in talking in third person. And he does, he, you know, I thought he, if he could have stayed healthy, he might've made a run at the MVP last year. So I think Winker is great. I think Brian Reynolds is another terrific. Like, I mean, you look at your outfield, it's a pretty dynamite outfield. Yeah, I mean that that was obviously going with those some of our our top picks. I me myself, I I was very fired up to get Ryan Reynolds. Uh he's just a true true uh like top 15 20 player in baseball and where we got him, uh not only just salary and statistically but um filling a center field position for us it was it was an absolute steal. And then like you said Jesse Winker, uh a guy that's just got light tower power. Um, I'm very curious to see how he how he does in Seattle. I mean, he's gonna be in a lot better lineup, maybe not the best park considering uh, with uh, Great American Ballpark. But overall, I mean, like you said, the guy hits absolute tanks. So uh, we're very excited about the outfield uh, for the swing and trout. So um, that's definitely a staple for us. Um, but even still, we had uh, we had Bobby Witt as our our first selection, basically in the um, the prospects draft where we're banking on him uh, having a, a similar profile to Mike Trout. I mean, if you look at the guys uh, side by side, they both have very similar swings, short, compact, right to the baseball. Um, big, big time upside from him. Uh, Torkelson as well. Another big time uh, prospect up and coming here, hopefully cracking the uh, opening day lineup with the Tigers. Um, we obviously have Rendon, a guy that um, has mashed throughout his career, a little bit of a, uh, slow start in Los Angeles, but hoping uh, that he gets a big bounce back here and gets back to the um, middle of the order cog with that lineup of Otani, Trout, Upton, Adele, Marsh, all of those guys. Crazy. Yeah, so it's we we took a lot of very um, we took a lot of very safe and, and calculated uh, uh, risks. I would say for the most part. I mean, we got Nelson Cruz very late in the draft. I mean, obviously. He's only limited to that uh, DH utility position, but I mean, the guy is 40 years old and hitting 30 bombs a year for the past decade. I mean, as a Tigers fan, he's been one of the biggest thorns in my side Mm -hmm. watching the Rangers, uh, even on the Orioles or the Twins. I mean, he's been everywhere and he's always killed the Tigers. So, I mean, for me, knowing and seeing it firsthand, I was I was happy to get him in our lineup as established. So um, we got a lot of different different options in our lineup for sure. Um, Madrigal is a guy, table setter that we really, really like. 
Um, so overall, there's there's a lot of options for sure. Uh, we're really, really excited with uh, with all the picks that we have. A lot of, a lot of youth, uh, good contracts, guys that can mash. It's it's exactly what we want. And even our, our last pick of the draft was Hishioka from the Yankees, and he's one of the best hitters in spring training right now. So we might have got a steal there too. So uh, we're definitely excited. And obviously, too, uh, Rutschman, whenever he, he's uh, ready to go, he'll be yeah. our uh, catcher of the future. So we're, we're very, very excited. Yeah, you guys have a really good balance. And a guy like Nelson Cruz, getting him late, you know, even if he cuts down the strikeouts a little bit, his points are going to increase. And, and you know, that's mm-hmm. the one thing that you have to, to weigh when you when you take some of these guys is, you know, how much how many negative points are those strikeouts going to cost you? But, uh, you know, it's it's I, I think that lineup, you know, one through nine has, as you just mentioned, your catcher is one of the best in spring training. What about on the other end, on the bump? Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, pitching. You, you know, you guys certainly have a lot more depth when it comes to pitching than than you do in in the lineup. Uh, Kevin Kiermaier, I think, is your only uh, um, you know uh, spare guy right now, and obviously that can change as as the open market. But let's take a look at uh, the the top of the order and the and the roster. Um, I'm a believer in Eovaldi, uh, but tell me about uh, what you like about your uh, pitching staff. Yeah, just just like you mentioned off the top, Eovaldi was uh, one pitcher that I really liked myself. Um, just an absolute workhorse. Obviously, he's had some injuries in the past, but um, just seeing what he did in the World Series for the Red Sox a couple of years ago, and he's a um, guy throws heat. He's he's a workhorse. He's in a contract year too, so uh, definitely uh, excited about him. Seeing what he what he puts out here this season, but like you mentioned, a lot of depth, a lot of youth in that rotation with uh, with Lauer. Uh, Patrick Sandoval, uh, Austin Gomber is another name that we really liked, but also too with your key. Um, and we have a little bit of uh, a veteran presence there too with Odorizzi as well in, in our rotation, but um, getting a few other guys too, like um, Dilson Lamette and that most recent trade and Tyler Alexander guys with both starting and relieving profiles that we really, really like. Um, but then in the back end too, um, we got Gregory Soto closer for the Tigers uh, Barlow for the Rangers guys that can rack up saves and then um, just a lot of depth overall basically that we we really liked and um, obviously now we're trying to get in the process too of getting uh, uh, Hunter Green added to to our roster here soon just knowing that he's going to be in the uh, the opening day rotation for the Reds so uh, we really like where our pitching is going a lot, a lot of guys with youth uh, coming up here so um like a whole theme of our team. We got a lot of young guys, um, staples of our roster for, for years to come. So uh, we're excited about it. Um, and just overall, I think the, the offensive production will be there and that's, that's a heavy part of this league, but uh, having guys that can eat innings and, and go every fifth day is going to be very, very key. So we're, uh, we're excited about that for sure. Yeah. You know, you mentioned guys that, you know, Ross Stripling is another one of those guys that can go from the Mm -hmm. bullpen to the starting rotation. That's really important as is multiple position guys in the lineup and and Lurie Garcia, like, I I don't know if there's a position he doesn't play. Maybe you're right. Third base. I don't think he plays. Yeah. Oh no, he does play third base. First base is really the only first base and catcher is where he doesn't qualify. Those guys are so important because games played in a points format, not a head to head format. That's your currency. The more games you can get out of your players, the more possible points you have. So the Mm -hmm. the versatility with players is so huge. Oh, absolutely. And that was, that was one key. We uh, just looking at Larry Garcia, just trying to find at least one guy that can just be a plug and play player. That's going to be all over the diamond for us. So 
that was huge value for us. Um, and then obviously too, like, uh, even in our outfield knowing, uh, at some point we're going to see Acuna get some center field reps. So that'll, that'll get him some, uh, being interchangeable right now. Torkelson having first and third base eligibility too, is very, very big. Uh, so like you said, the, the versatility, uh, making sure that we have guys that even on off days that we can feel that, that, uh, full lineup. And like you said, it's a, it's a currency to have, uh, guys playing every day. So for us, um, we definitely try to get, uh, some versatility for sure, but, Pitching wise, like you said, it's like having Stripling, Lamette, Alexander, guys that we can slot as relievers. But hey, maybe if depending on starts, that we can throw those guys in the rotation too, and and just try and get the most most points as possible. So it's uh, like you said, it's a, a marathon, not a sprint, as it comes to uh, a points league that's uh, not head to head. So we're uh, we're looking at that strategy for sure. Have you sized up your division? Um, you know, you guys uh, obviously uh, are in, in you know, I think uh, an, an exceptional uh, spot where you were able to pick what uh, division you wanted to play in. Um, so I think that was kind of cool. Uh, and you guys ended up uh, taking the Al K line division, obviously uh, just a legend. Like this guy, if people don't know, was a great player. Then he became one of the best broadcasters. Like he was Mr. Tiger. Uh, so yeah. you're swinging trout in the Al K line division. Have you sized up the competition yet? Yeah. I mean, we're, we've been evaluating all, all rosters and all of our, our competition, obviously the division, um, like you said, it's, it's a pretty good place to be. We got, we got our pick there, but, um, more or less not, not trying to give too much away, but <laughs> overall we're evaluating, uh, we're evaluating everybody in our division as well as all throughout the league. So, um, we're excited. I mean, there's a lot of great rosters out there. A lot of people that you can see, uh, going win now, a lot of people that are, um, going with a long play as well too. So everyone's got a different strategy. Um, there's a lot of different things, uh, to consider. So, um, we're definitely not, uh, we're definitely not opposed to either making any moves to where we're talking with other teams, uh, players, not only on our active roster, but, um, in our, uh, our scouting pool as well. So we're, we're, uh, we're definitely evaluating all options and we're never, uh, turning away from making our team better either. So, um, but just getting to your point about Al Kaline, like you said, Mr. Tiger, I mean, the guy is, uh, he was a legend in, in the city of Detroit, um, well-respected and revered by uh, all the people of uh, the state of Michigan. So um, had to honor him in, in some way and pay homage to uh, a legend of, uh, of Detroit for sure. All right. Just want to say hi to uh, Simzone, UFAFL. Uh, hey, UFF. Hey, Dean. Uh, Nick, uh, Nick TVIP. Great show. Like always, keep up the great work. Go Panthers. He's the affiliated scout for the Panthers. So it's going to be fun getting to know everybody in the league as well. I know, you know, we're going to be in, in Vegas in April for the uh, college uh, football draft that we're having, franchise auction rather, uh, that we're having. And, and hopefully some baseball guys can get out there. and We can have some mini meetings, get to know, meet face to face, but just get Getting to know everybody, you know, I know from our hockey experience, it's been a lot of fun to get to know uh, all the different people that are behind the scenes and, and working on deals. And, you know, you'll find teams, uh, as I have in hockey, that, you know, you, you make deals with a lot easier. And then you're going to find teams that you just don't even like dealing with. There's going to be natural rivalries, and that's going to be fun, just like it is in Major League Baseball. Uh, quickly, uh, who was your favorite player growing up, and who's a non-Tiger that you like to watch today? That's a two good questions. I mean, uh, for me, like my, my favorite player growing up, uh, probably was Maglio Ordonez, uh, coming on that 06 Tigers team, obviously like the legendary home run, uh, 
to get the Tigers to the World Series in 06. I mean, that's an iconic moment for anybody here in Detroit. But, uh, I mean, for me growing up, uh, watching Justin Verlander, too, on, on every five days, one of the greatest pitchers ever. Uh, and still hope, hopefully maybe next series he's in uh, a Tigers uniform we'll see to finish his career. But uh, Pedro Martinez, Felix Hernandez, uh, Pudge Rodriguez, I mean, there's a lot. Miguel Cabrera, obviously, I, I talked about him at length at the beginning. But um, just a lot of great players that I loved watching growing up and um, still just so many great players uh, in today's game that I really love to watch. Um, as far as it, somebody that I really uh, love to watch today, um, honestly, it, it kind of is Ron Lacuna. I mean, the guy, um, him and uh, I would say my other would be like uh, Manny Machado. Both both of them play with a lot of swag. Uh, both of them kind of get a little bit of criticism for um, for being a little too flashy at times. But I think in general, just uh, a few guys that just uh, open your eyes and make you just say, wow, I like watching what they do on a, on a day-to-day basis. But I mean, you can, you can name a, a ton of different guys like with, with Mike Trout, Otani, DeGrom. I mean, there's, there's so many players around major league baseball that are just absolutely incredible. And um, it's, it's a really great place to be watching baseball right now. I'm excited that everything has kind of cleared up with the lockout and things and we're getting baseball right around opening day and, uh, it's just, it's exciting. So I'm, I'm really, really excited for the season. Uh, uh, Simzone UF AFL says Damien Easley is a player. And listen, uh, <laughs> I, I'm a Dodgers fan, so I get to watch Mookie Betts a lot when he's healthy. He's an exciting player. Mm-hmm. There are, there are so many good players. And, and, and as far as guys getting flack for being, you know, maybe too, too much flash, let, let's all take a message from Crash Davis. You'd be cocky and arrogant, even when you're getting yeah. beat. Always be cocky and arrogant. Crash <laughs> Davis said it best in, in Boulder and be cocky and arrogant. Okay. Going to put you on the spot. Cy Young winners from the AL, Cy Young winner from the NL this year. Remember, pitchers uh, don't have to hit, so nobody's going to get hurt, hit, 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 hurt rather at the plate. So, who do you like for the two Cy Youngs in the leagues? That's tough. I I would say uh, National League. Um, I'm a huge, huge fan. Just going to your Dodgers of Walker Bueller. I mean, mm-hmm. I think has been a stud uh, in all aspects. I mean, coming out of Vanderbilt, and he's just dominated uh, basically. In, in every game that he's pitched in the majors uh, for the Dodgers. So he's a guy that I really, really like, uh, would love him on the trout, but, uh, but I digress, but he's, he's a guy that I really, really like uh, in the American league. Uh, I mean, it's, it's tough. I think that there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of great arms uh, overall in the American league, but um, I'm going to, at barring health and everything like that, I think that uh, it could be Otani this year. I think that he could really, uh, that he could do it this year as far as Cy Young. I think that the guy is just an absolute freak. But, um, I mean, overall, that there's just so – just in, in both leagues in general, there's there's so many – so much great pitching, and uh, it really is crazy. I mean, who knows? You could you could see a guy like Max Scherzer, yeah. uh, another former Tiger, that go into the, uh, the Mets. Now knowing that DeGrom's going to be out, he's going to have to put the team on his back, and he can go out and be a stud. Or same thing, too. You could see, like, a guy like Verlander have a bounce-back season – uh, coming off injury with Houston or, or in the American league. So there's, you know, there's so many, so many great arms, uh, both leagues, but I mean, those are just a few guys that I would, uh, identify. So, um, I'll always pull for, for former and current, current Tigers. So, 
Uh, that'll, that'll be my answer, I guess. You met, like Otani was the MVP. I, I like I, a lot of people in Canada thought Vlad uh, should have won it. I, I thought Vlad mm-hmm. had a great season, but Otani was Otani last year. It was in, it was it was incredible, and the Reapers paid a lot of money so they could get Otani, and and it worked out for them. Imagine if he wins the MVP last year and the Cy Young this year, which, you know, if, if he has another, like that is two of the most incredible seasons in a row ever, if that happens. Yeah. I mean, like, like you mentioned too, just talking about Vlad, I mean, uh, the guy just absolutely breaks. He's, he's one of the greatest hitters I think I've ever seen live. Um, just he's, he's incredible, but like you said, it's just, just seeing what Shohei did this past season, I mean, there's he's a unicorn. There's nothing that we've ever seen like him. Uh, he's truly one of a kind. So, um, I mean, I got to see him. Uh, he made one start at Comerica last year, and he threw like eight innings and just, uh, just absolutely masterful. So the guy has everything in everything in his bank. So he's he's a fantastic ball player. I mean, I would love to see uh, him continue to be healthy and and just show what he can do. I mean, he's a fantastic pitcher. Big guy, throws hard, hits the ball a mile. I mean, he's he's fast. He's a, he's yeah. thing that you want to see in a baseball player. So it's he's worth the price of admission for sure. I mean, um, and even still too, I, I just talking about another guy that I love to watch, like Juan Soto with the uh, with the Nationals. I mean, he's the closest thing that we have to um, to modern day Barry Bonds, most like mostly with his on base and OPS. So. Overall, we're we're in a really great state for baseball right now, so it's it's uh it's a great place to be in for sure. Yeah, I really want Otani to stay healthy because it's a great story for baseball. Like there there is an obvious risk when you're when you're putting that much strain on your body, but his swing is effortless. Like it doesn't even look like he's trying, and he just mashes the ball. So I hope yeah. for baseball's sake, because you know coming out of a lockout, they need more positivity going on, and we need to get mm-hmm. more people watching baseball again. It might be the American pastime, but you know you look in uh, July and August, and there's a lot of empty stadiums. So more good stories like Otani will be good. Mm-hmm. All right, final question. A week from yesterday, opening day. We're going to be live on Twitch. How will you spend opening day? Honestly, I mean, I, aside from aside from working, I mean, I'm probably going to get home, uh, crack a couple of beers, and uh, just throw on MLB Network and, and just be watching all day long, catching catching the the live stream as well too, and just more or less just celebrating. I mean, I like I said, I'm a huge baseball fan, and with my affiliation here too with the Swing and Trout, it's going to be a a long summer and I'm excited for just getting back into everyday wall to wall baseball. So I'm, I'm very, very excited. Um, cannot wait for it to get here. Honestly, there's just so many storylines, uh, just going on in major league baseball now on top of it too, with the added element for fantasy that I'm just really, really excited to get going, uh, here to just be following baseball every day. And it's, uh, it's fantastic. So it's my favorite time of year. I love baseball season. I'm like I said, I'm, I'm elated. So I'm uh, excited for next week for sure. Me as well. Uh, Nick, thanks so much for spending some time with me today. Uh, this has been a lot of fun getting to know you. I hope uh, someday uh, we can have a drink uh, either maybe at Comerica Park or at Circa next April. We'll see. But uh, it's been great to catch up and find out a little bit about Circa Sports Swing and Trout. Best of luck to you guys this year. Don't uh, ever be afraid about reaching out and asking a question. That's what Matt and Brian and I are here for. Thank you so much for joining me today and enjoy the weekend and the baseball season. Yeah, absolutely, Dean. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, appreciate your time today to having me on the show. I mean, just in general, too, just to get this out there, you guys are putting in so much effort on your side. So 
uh, you, Brian, Matt, and everybody uh, affiliated with this platform. So we're, we're really appreciative uh, from the circuit team. So uh, we're excited for the season. We're thankful for everything you guys are doing. So um, like you said, hopefully, whether it's out in Vegas or, or sometime at Comerica or wherever, that we can grab a drink and uh, watch some baseball. So I'm definitely excited and uh, hope to see you sometime soon. Perfect. Appreciate the kind words. Thanks very much, Nick. Take care. Awesome. You as well. Take All care. Right. There is uh, Nick Splain uh, uh, with the uh, Circus Sports Swing and Trout. It's a, it's a pretty impressive team. Um, I mean, when you look at that lineup, it's pretty dominant. You know, and their football team, pretty dominant as well. I, I expected nothing less of them. It's going to be fun. And they have a ton of studs along the way and, and they might get even more in the next little while uh in the open market so that was fun i love that uh, i love i'm i'm hoping to get to know everybody and get every gm uh, manager scout uh, as we go over time on this show um and get to know everybody and let everybody get to know you so thanks to uh, nick uh check out circus sports trout if you haven't uh, and you can check out the uh, all of our lineups. You just go to uffsports.com, click on baseball, and then hit the league, and you can see the standings and check out each of the team rosters. All right, that is just going to about wrap things up uh, for us on the program. Uh, I do want to let you know, though, if uh, you want to get in touch with us, certainly there are a number of ways that you can do that. You can reach us. Right there, the UFLB on Twitter. You can also get us uh, UFLB underscore scouting and the LLB underscore for Legends League. Matt Soren heading that up. Info UFLB at UFFsports.com. If you want to send an email, we can send you some information. If you'd like to get your show on the network, it's uh, pretty simple. It is UFSN at UFFsports.com. That's how you can email us. And the websites you need to know, uffsports.com, general overview of the league, and ultimatesportsnfts.com is where you can find all the great uh, sports NFTs that you will want to get your hands on. Some cool stuff uh, coming in the next little while for that, for sure. And, um, yeah, it's going to be so much fun as we go here on uh, UFF Sports and this uh, live Twitch channel. Reminder that the open market for you scouts uh, starts tomorrow. Make sure you hit up Brian Hernandez for any details that you need. Uh, find out when he's going to be processing them, all that stuff. He is your man. He will get to it as fast as he can. Uh, if you start typing in a name and then, and it draw, and it appears in a drop-down menu, that means that player has already been added to the system. There are some players that have been added. Most of the players, though, you will have to register with the information, and we've certainly sent out a lot of news on that. We we're going we're gonna to have news next week on the Ultimate Fantasy League Baseball Entry Auction. The dates, we know now that the Major League Baseball Draft will be held during the All-Star Games. So we'll give you the details on when the UFLB entry auction is. You can find out how that all works. Just check out the rule book. All the details are in there. 
Uh, roster move announcements start on Monday as well. That means you have to start announcing your call-ups, your five per week, or, or if you're moving a guy to IL, or if you're sending a guy down, whether they have options, whether they're going through waivers, if you're releasing a guy, all of that information was emailed out to owners and GMs today. It's also in the owner's chat. In the roster moves chat, you can find out all the different roster moves that you need to make an example. So there should be zero excuse we have provided a lot of information for everybody. We're going to try to help people and work with everybody as we go, but that's what you've had the first couple of weeks to get used to it during spring training. Make sure you know the roster moves so you don't get fined. We don't want to be a bunch of Allen Iversons. We're not here. Uh, or, or, no, no. Uh, is it Richard Sherman? Uh, the, the guy who did not want to get fined. Um, it was the former Seahawk uh player i can't remember the uh the exact name i don't actually i don't think it was uh richard sherman it was the skittles guy name escapes me right now somebody will get it on the uh the message board at some point and let me know but we don't want to be here to get fined we all you know you all want to avoid fines because the fine pool gets split up from teams that do not get fined uh, so make sure you're up to date on all the roster moves that you need to make and that you need to announce uh so you don't get fined in that sort of stuff and as always, as I said rather earlier, we will be live on opening day next Thursday. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to go for a few hours watching. Well, we won't be watching the games live on Twitch, but we will be watching the games on the TVs that are in front of me. And then we'll be chatting about them, uh, whether they have fantasy relevance or not. So that is going to wrap things up for us on uh, this program today inside UFLB. It is not UFHR. I just didn't have a chance to, uh, couldn't figure out how to change it still learning the twitch and it's still very much raw and real as uh, we go inside uflb this is obviously part of the ultimate fantasy sports network and our live twitch channel you can find the replay of this show on our youtube channel ultimate fantasy sports network and you can find it in its audio format wherever you find podcasts just search ultimate fantasy sports network and you can find it it'll be up uh, very shortly later today if you would like to get your show on ufsn and join us possibly here live on twitch it's simple hit us up ufsn at uffsports.com that's ufsn at uffsports.com you can also get on twitter at ufs network and you can get in touch with us and Maybe you'll be joining us on the show. One more piece of advice from Crash Davis. You'd be cocky and arrogant even when you're getting beat. Yes, even when you're getting beat. And next Thursday, for real, this is what we will hear. We will hear play ball for real. Thank you so much to everybody who tuned into the program today. Big thanks to Nick uh, for joining me on the show and uh, helping us out uh, to get to know Circa Sports Swingin' Trout. My name is Dean Millard. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. We'll talk to you again soon.